Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Austin Reynolds Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Austin Reynolds. Thank you for tuning in today. Greatly appreciate everybody that is tuning in early this morning. And hope everybody's had a blessed week so far. We are now on Tuesday morning. It's been a great first of the week for me. Hope everybody else is having a great first of the week. We're going to hop into prayer and we're going to get started on the topics we got today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another beautiful day. I thank you for another blessed day. I thank you for the ability to share my word and do what I want to do with my life and be able to talk sports. Lord, I pray that me doing this shows everybody else they can do. I can also do what I want to do and that it motivates them to do anything you put your mind to that you can do. I pray that you give us a successful podcast today. And I pray that you continue to teach us and guide us in your way. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Put my phone down, guys. Let y'all know. <clears throat> I said, I hope everybody's doing good. Um, I got before we get started on top. I got an update on my t on the t-shirts. Like I told you already, was gonna come. I'm supposed to be getting around February twentieth. Um, that dude I'm working with, Tycoon. Y'all look him up on his on Facebook. There's a lot of stuff, music, merch. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. There's a lot of merch. If I get into him, but um, I will be getting a um. I look at it soon how it's gonna look and once he sends that to me i will send it to y'all on social media platforms and then if y'all like it and y'all want one y'all just hit me or my wife up and my member my name is austin reynolds on facebook or austin reynolds sports talk show on instagram facebook <coughs> social media platforms and i'm fixing to get on twitter too <coughs> i'm sorry i got something throat. <coughs> I hope, and then you guys reach out to me or my wife, and you will definitely get y'all put in. We'll get an order, like I said, right now I'm doing orders of 10. Right now I got my first order done. So, whenever y'all are ready for, to get the, whenever y'all are ready, I want one, let me know. And once I get on the next order of 10, that'll be my next order, and it takes two weeks to get them. So, like I said, guys, just let me know, and I'll keep y'all updated on everything about that. But, now let's get into the show. We're going to start off today with something I've never started off with. We're going to start off with women's college basketball. Again, it's going to be a game recap recap from the Georgia Tech versus North Carolina State game from last night. With North Carolina State beating Georgia Tech 59-48. to 48. And for Georgia Tech, their key player was Eli Love. She had 16 points and 5 rebounds. And for North Carolina State, Diamond Johnson had 12 points and 6 rebounds. And Ryan Perez had 11 points. Um, this game was pretty decently good. I mean, North Carolina State controlled the game for the most part. They stayed up the pace, and then North Georgia Tech really couldn't catch up. And Georgia Tech shot at a low 35% field goal percentage, while North Carolina State shot 43%. Um, it was a good game. I watched it. Um, but North Carolina, like I said, North Carolina State really just stayed ahead of the game, and wasn't and never really let Tech get into the game where they could sit there and take the lead or anything. They stayed at a good pace. They had a good first half against them, and Tech had a good fourth quarter trying to catch back up, but it really just wasn't enough time in North Carolina. Like I said, North Carolina State is kept them at bay. But with that being said, we're going to keep it in college basketball, and we're going to go to Kentucky. Number Ranked rank number five, Kentucky versus USC, University of South Carolina game preview. Um, South Carolina is a decent team, around a 500 team. Going up against Kentucky, who's had some big wins. I mean, they beat the biggest win of the year against Kansas. And they're 11-point favorites. 
and I definitely agree with eleven point favorite. Um, I think Kentucky's gonna soundly have this game. I really got them winning like ninety to sixty-eight. I think Kentucky's soundly gonna win this game. I don't think South Carolina has the depth, the power, the star power, or anything able to keep up with them. Um, right now, Kentucky is one of the hottest teams in college basketball behind Auburn. Which I think Auburn's the best team in college football basketball. But I said football because you don't really hear about Auburn in basketball like that. But Auburn's been real dominant this year, and I think Auburn's going to be the team to beat. But I definitely think Kentucky's going to run through this game very easily. Um, I don't think Carolina gives them pro- – I think the first half is, but then I think Kentucky put, puts the gas on the second half, and the game is not even close. Um, Sorry I'm running through these topics quick. It's just my, my – this is one thing I'm trying to learn is how when I talk about previously I break it down better. I'm learning, so y'all bear with me, please. But we're going to hop into the last basketball topic, which is going to the NBA, which is the Indiana Pacers versus the Atlanta Hawks. Remember, in these three, the Kentucky and the Hawks game are tonight. Um, the Hawks have lost two straight, but the Pacers are not seen in like 36. And they have been struggling all year. They've lost three straight. Um, I got Atlanta winning this game 123 to 112. Um, Ice Trey struggled a little bit. Not really struggled, but he didn't get the points like he normally do. And Collins had a great game. If Collins comes back and does what he does, and Trey Young does what he does, I believe they will. I think Capello will have a double-double. I think Sabonis will drop 40 on Atlanta. Um, I just think the Pacers don't have enough to beat Atlanta at home. Um, like I said, I got Atlanta winning this game, getting back right, and jumping up 26-28. and 28. Um, Pacers are basically out of the playoffs. I mean, they can still get in with how bad the records are, but I don't see the Pacers getting back in the playoffs. I think this is a must-win for Atlanta because Atlanta's got to start accumulating wins. I mean, there's 7-3 in their last 10 games. Um, I got Atlanta winning. Like I said, I got Atlanta winning this one. And I apologize, guys, for these these previews being so short. That's one of the things I'm trying to work on. But, um... Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is one of the things I'm really. I'm sorry, looking at some of my phone for my podcast. Um, I one of the things I'm really trying to work on is getting better at it and becoming a whole lot better at what I'm doing on it. And this is a topic I didn't put on on there, but the, yesterday the, the Phoenix Suns beat the Chicago Bulls 127 to 124. Sorry, jump topics like that. Like I said, I'm trying to work on this. This is a game recap. Um, I forgot to put this on my stuff. This is something I did. I watched it last night. It was a great game, but the top two seeds in NBA going at it one on one. And before I get in this, I want to go back to the house game. I'm sorry, guys. I jump topics like that. I'm sorry. I was looking at my podcast notes on my that had that tightened my phone. And I noticed that I forgot something. But what I'm saying with the Hawks is I think they had to get this win because they got to get better where they at. They need to accumulate wins. They've been on a good run. And I think this two-loss win, the losing streak ain't going to start another losing streak for them. I think they're too deep and talented to let that happen. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, I think, like I said, for the Kentucky game, I really got them winning by almost 30. And I got Atlanta winning by, like, 11. And I got – and I got – um. Kentucky's been pretty good. You know, the Hawks winning decently. Um, I think both of these games can end up being good. If South Carolina finds a way to, you know what I'm saying, capitalize on certain stuff, I think they can turn this into a game. And I think the Pacers can upset Atlanta if they turn this into a game. I both teams I think they can do something with it. But like I said, I stand on what I say. I think Kentucky's going to win this game soundly. And I think Atlanta and the Pacers are going to have a good game, but Atlanta's going to put the, put the 
Press the gas down in that full quarter, and they're going to get them both in Atlanta. Kentucky both going to get dubs tonight. But like I said, we're going to jump into this next topic before we get into the very big topic that I got announced for today's show. And that is the um, Phoenix Suns beating the Chicago Bulls 127-124. to was a great game. Um, key players for the for here is for the Suns. Um, Devin Booker dropped thirty eight points, five threes. He had four rebounds and five assists, and you know the double double machine. Chris Paul dropped in nineteen points with eleven assists, and Jay Crowder had a decent game last night, getting him ten points and ten boards. Um, and on the Bulls side, you had. My personal opinion, the best combo, one of the best, I ain't going to say the best, but one of the best combos in the NBA when they're both healthy, and that's Zach Levine and DeAndre DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan dropped 38 points with five rebounds and four assists, and Zach Levine dropped 32 points with six rebounds and eight assists. They both had a good game, but they really didn't have much help from anybody else. Only other person I really had help from was... Oh, Nick. I can never say his name, guys. I'm sorry. He gave him 13 points and 12 rebounds. Everybody else was decent. And White came off the bench and gave him 13. But everybody else was a single digits. Nobody really contributed but them. And the Suns had McGee drop 16. So they had like four people do good. And all five of their starters were in double digits. So, I mean, it was tough, really, for the Bulls to stay in this game. <clears throat> I mean, they was even on so many things, really. I mean, they only... Suns only shot seven percent higher field goal percentage, with them being fifty four and Bulls being forty seven and three point percentage that was both around thirty seven thirty eight percent. Um, and free throws really what kept Chicago in this game because the Suns shot seventeen out of nineteen at eighty nine percent, but the Bulls made twenty eight out of thirty one. That's how many free throws they got. Um, And rebounding, it was so close. Close again, it was only four point. It was only four rebound difference in assists, man. I mean, the Suns was playing more like a team. They was shooting the ball around, gave thirty one assists compared to the Bulls eighteen. Um, and fast break points was another thing that really kept the Bulls in the game. I mean, really, I think it was just their. I mean, really, I just think it was a lack of production because really, I mean, they had less turnovers. The field goal percentage wasn't that much farther off. Three pointers, they almost made the same amount with the Suns making twelve and the Bulls made ten. My big, my biggest take on this game was the fact that the key contributors for the Suns, their whole starting five had double digits and only three for the Bulls, and they had like one guy off the bench did good. But I mean, McGee dropping sixteen puts all of the other guys on offense: Booker, Paul, Crowder, um, Bridges. All of them just dropping points. And Aiton dropping points, all of them doing good. I mean, you had a couple, like two or three players with double doubles for them. I think that's really what took toll on them in this game. Um, and like I do apologize again for the quick topics like that. I literally had read on my phone my podcast notes that I write in my paper, and sometimes I do my I do extra ones on my phone. I tried to write all my paper, but I put them in my phone in my notes for the ones I wanted to do my topics on. I forgot all about it when I looked on my phone, so I apologize for jumping topics like that. My bad, guys. I shouldn't have did that, but um. <clears throat> but yeah, that Suns game was very good. But we're gonna sorry about jump talks again. I'm sorry, guys. I'm tired. Um, but yeah, the Suns game was very good. I mean, I I, I could see these two being going to seven if they went both went to the final. I know both of them are one of the favorites in my opinion. Um, I definitely see both of them going far in the playoffs. Um, but. 
that's gonna be it for all basketball stuff. We're gonna jump into a big topic today, which was video evidence that supports allegations against New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara. And for all y'all that don't know what happened, I'ma give y'all everything that happened. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read it out to you. I took notes on I'm gonna read it out to you everything that happened. And then we went and then I will discuss it with y'all. Alright, so basically didn't the police report a video surveillance showed the Willing Saints running back Alvin Kamara punched a man approximately eight times before Kamara's associates had proceeded to stomp him in several more times in the on the ground in the Las Vegas casino Saturday morning, according to the Las Vegas Metro Police Department. Kamara had played in the Pro Bowl up y'all know Kamara had played in the Pro Bowl up there in Las Vegas and he was taking he was taken into custody after the um he was taken into custody after the game, after the Pro Bowl. And he was he got interviewed by police and he was arrested and charged with a battery so but sustainable bodily bodily harm. He was booked at the Clark County Detention Center. He 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 was released off bail Sunday night. And we got it. He knocked unconscious, had um sustained and a normal fracture in his right eye, among other injuries. And then the police said that the uh, video that came out matched the man that explained what happened. And then um, basically, what the man said, he had started a conversation with one of the members of a group, group of people, while waiting for an elevator, and he was leaving the casino. At 6.30 a.m. local time, when an elevator door opened and a man started walking toward the elevator along with a large party, but a, but a man later identified as Kamara put his hand on victim chest to stop him. The man said he didn't push Kamara's hand off his chest and Kamara pushed back hard enough to cause the man to stumble back afterwards. The man recalled being hit and kicked by multiple people and losing consciousness. And according to the video, the man was speaking to a woman before the events occurred, as he described. After Kamara pushed the man, one of Kamara's associates punched the man in the face. Then Kamara lunged toward the man and punched him approximately eight times, including three times after he had fallen to the ground. And three others in the group had began stomping the man in the face, chest and legs. One of Kamara's associates stomped him about 16 times. And that's sad, man. This man got tore up, man. That's a pro athlete. People, that's probably... Big and strong with him, you know, because he's a pro athlete, you got to protect him. But the incident broke up. The incident broke up once security arrived and Kamara and his party were escorted out of the property. Kamara was later identified through video and eyewitness account, and he had used his ID and credit card while at the casino. And the police met him at the stadium, inside the stadium after the after the Sunday, after the game, and read his Miranda rights before interviewing him. Um, the police department spokesman has said later Monday that the police knew Kamara was a suspect Saturday, but did not arrest him until after the Pro Bowl because there was delay in reporting due to the victim receiving treatment. Now, what Kamara had told the police was he was with his girlfriend, his assistant, and a couple of friends. And Kamara said a man called one of his friends ugly while they waited for the elevator and, let, and then later said, I'll whoop your blank too. And Kamara's Kamara said he saw a fight break out next to him and saw the man get punched. When asked why he punched him, Kamara indicated that he thought the man was running away and had done something in 
to his group. So he chased him and punched him several times. The police report shows no evidence that the man was not running away. I mean, the police report shows notes. The police reports notes that the video shows that the man was not running away. Camaro was initially scheduled to have a court date appearance Monday afternoon, but the hearing was moved to March 8th. Neither Camara, the Saints, nor representing Camara has made any public statement on the indictment yet. And this man literally went to the Pro Bowl. He's been selected to the Pro Bowl each of his five years and five NFL seasons. So this is crazy. Um, what I take on this is it's not adding up. You know, the video surveillance is showing what the man said, not what Camara said. And Camara's a young man with a great future. And he could be pushing, and this could be pushing it away. Cause the Saints could easily release him, and if could easily ban him, um, he's wrong for this. Definitely wrong for this. Um, he but he definitely should knew better and do something like that. Um, we'll definitely see where this story goes. And yes, I read that off ESPN. The notes I took is that basically the notes I took is what I read for, is what I took from it, and what I take from it is Camaro was in the wrong, man. You know, cause I mean, like I said, the man literally. Has a completely different story from him saying that Kamara hit him, you know, put his hand on his chest and everything. So the man, so I mean, like a lot Kamara came up to him and indicted it, but Kamara is saying that he didn't, you know what I'm saying? But video surveillance is not. It's not like like I said. The police report notes that the video shown shows that the man was not running away. He's saying, you know, what I'm saying that's what's not adding up. The fact that Kamara's saying that he he thought he indicated something, so and he he did something to his group, so he chased him and punched him. But the video is not showing that. It's showing that. Like I said, a hand to the chest, and he and he started the whole thing instead of the other dude, you know. So I mean, we'll see where this goes, but it's not looking good for Kamara. Looks like all the proofs against him. Um, I, I pray for this man. I pray for the NFL future because he could easily get cut. He could easily be banned, banned from the NFL. But it's gonna be honest. It's gonna be crazy to see where this go. Um, but I mean, this is just sad, man. You can't do that, man. You're an athlete, man. You, I know you not know you probably. Party got drunk, so there's no excuse, man. You know, you don't come up with somebody like that. If they end that started it with him, yeah, it's completely different. But this is a pro athlete that has kids that look up to him. You, you don't do stuff like that. Your future's on the line, man. You're a 26 year old man, you could be charged with this and getting due jail time for this. But I don't agree with how that went down. And if this video is showing that, that the man's side and not his side, this ain't good for Kamara at all. But like I said, we'll keep this. Story intently, I'll keep my eye on it. I'll update y'all as long as it, as long as it goes through. Whenever next next thing comes out, y'all know as fast as I will. But yeah, this is gonna be it for the show today, guys. I'm sorry about that. I had to read that off notes because I literally had it off ESPN. Um, and I wanted to read it so y'all understand what's going on. Like I said, and I just read y'all the notes I took from it. That Kamara's in the wrong for this, and his NFL career is probably in jeopardy for this. Maybe not, but most, I mean, most time when a football a pro athlete has a big situation like this happen that it's, and they're getting arrested for it, it's not good for their future. But we're going to hit a prayer and then we'll 
Monday we'll be back tomorrow. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another beautiful podcast. I thank you for another great day. Thank you for giving me the ability to do what I love. I pray I prayed for guidance to each and every one of us that we get to you know you more, that we live our life through you more, Lord. And I pray that you bless us and give us a great day today. In Jesus' name, amen. And I appreciate y'all again, man, tuning in. I appreciate y'all going through the ugly stages of this podcast because I'm still learning how to do this. How to go in more detail with my topics. Um, y'all definitely pray for me. Y'all definitely keep tuning in so we can get bigger and better. We can blow up. But like I said, that's it for today's show, guys. I'll be back t- tomorrow morning at 9.30. Y'all have a great day. Y'all like, comment, y'all share this podcast so everybody else can see it in your, in your, in your social media. And let's have a blessed day. Remember, it's all gas, no bricks, all 2022. Peace.